I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. And welcome to another episode of Agents of Shield Cast. I am Colonel Chaos, aka Chip Sella, and joining me tonight, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Ant Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? Yep, not too bad. Stoke kicking. <laughs> yeah, you actually made uh, this week's uh, B team. I did, yes. I did, yes. And uh, th- this is a heavy, heavy podcast week for me because Fred has roped me into doing. A bunch of shows with him, so I did a I did a podcast last night. I did a podcast tonight. I'm doing a podcast tomorrow, and then I'll be doing 42 on Tuesday, and and hopefully calling into the B team as well. B team 500. All being well, so B team 500. Yeah, but yeah, I'm excited for that. I can't wait to hear the show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping we have some special guests, you included. And, uh, I, you know, I just can't believe uh, we've already done 500 of those things. Yeah, so, uh, like, that's what, nine years, give or take? Uh, nine and a half. Nine and a half years. <laughs> that's, that's crazy, eh? <laughs> And uh, my, my big thing is we've never taken a week off. I think that that's our uh, claim to fame over at B Team. Um, it actually isn't. It isn't 500 weeks in a row because there were weeks that we did double and triple shows when we were out uh, doing the con- uh, conventions and whatnot. Mm. Yeah. But uh, we have never missed a week. Nice. So, um, but, and that's quite a streak. That is. Mm. Have you been on every episode? No. Um, no, <laughs> no, I, I've missed a couple, but we can't figure out when the last one, the last time I didn't even, uh, you know, there's a couple times where I just call in and maybe I'm mm. there for, you know, 15, 20 minutes or something. Yep. But, uh, um, we can't, we can't figure out what was the last one that I completely missed. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember one at all. <laughs> it's <laughs> on my head. <laughs> it's probably been at least uh, five years, we think. Yeah. So, and you know, uh, for the most part, Ryan's right there with me. Yep. So, so it was, it was, it was Ryan there at the beginning as well, yeah? Ryan started um, uh, with episode four. Okay. So... 
that uh, he started episode four, and we've uh, and uh, he's been there pretty much the uh, ever since. So are you the only OG cast member left then? Or the ori- yes, right original, original, but yeah. Ryan comes damn close. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we consider him OG. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Nice. But, yeah. So yeah, episode five hundred. Uh, all right. Uh, any uh, Marvel? Anything marvelous in your life this week? No, nothing marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> all, all work, all work, no play. <laughs> well, that's that. That's right. It's uh, the shittiest time of the year for you, Christmas. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So it's uh, it's you know, rough. I, I can understand that being a bit rough. Um. All right. Uh, I actually. I actually saw two movies this week uh, for Marvelous News, I guess. Um, nice. First one was was non-Marvel, but that was Aquaman. Uh, we were able to get tickets through Amazon Prime to go to uh, an early showing. It, uh, it releases here next week. Hmm. So uh, it's not available to the general public yet, but we were able to score these tickets. And... Um, I got to tell you, I think it's the best DC movie yet. Um, it is, first of all, it's a good version of Aquaman. Um, it's not the pompous, pompous douchebag uh, Aquaman. This is this is the dude bro, snarky, uh, has a sense of humor uh, Aquaman. Likes to okay. drink beer. So, so do you think it's better than Wonder Woman then? See, I didn't like Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. okay. I like Wonder Woman a lot. I thought it was really good. My, I, I had a lot, lot of problems with... Think you know, the same. <laughs> well, I had a lot of problems with the... You know, uh, you know, that... With the timeline, with the origin, um, just being uh, different enough from the comic uh, to make it... Uh, you know, it, it, yeah, I lost interest quick. I mean, it Wonder Woman is a good movie. Um, mm. I don't have a you know, I don't have a problem with it, but um, Aquaman is probably one of the most uh, graphically intense movies you will ever see. Uh, the, you know, you have Atlantis, uh, you have the whole water thing, which they pull off in a spectacular fashion. Um, you have giant armies and, uh, submarines. I want to call them spaceships, but that's wrong. Sea, sh- you know, um, because it's all underwater stuff. Um, they did the cat the cast is uh spectacular um to an extent there's a little black panther vibe to it okay sort of a similar uh, the stories are different but you can call you can uh make comparisons 
But uh, wow, it was just, I mean, the, the thing just pops off the screen, Andy. I know you were saying uh, you wouldn't be, you didn't think you would be that interested because it's DC. You know, I was, I, you know, it's like, it's fucking Aquaman. Can, uh, probably one of the most ridiculous uh, characters ever. Hmm. And they, they really pulled out all the stops for this. It's a little on the long side. I think it was it comes in about two hours, fifteen minutes, something like that. They probably could do a little editing, but um, they stay fairly true to the origin. Uh, certainly, a lot more than Wonder Woman, and um, at least they get the well, the timelines as good as you're gonna get. Um, hmm. But uh, wow. Um, this was, I, this was a hell of a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Nice. So, uh, so yes, I, my, I, highest recommendations for Aquaman. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but, um, they do tell a good story. They tell a complete story. There's certainly room for a sequel if they want to do I was trying to think. I said, there's no way a sequel could, uh, they, they could top this movie in a sequel. I mean, mm -hmm. just the scope and how epic it is and uh, the, the effects and CG in this thing are just mind-blowing. So, uh, it'll, it, you know, people are saying, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to do a sequel. It's like, they might want to stop while they're ahead. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you, if you, if you make a sequel, you better make sure it's as good, if not better, than the first one. I liked Guardians 2, but I still say Guardians 1 is better. Oh, yeah, definitely. So... Uh, and then the other movie that I did see, which does have Marvel ties, was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I saw that this afternoon, and that runs oh, nice. that runs about two hours, ten minutes, something like that. Um, That's quite long for a like a cartoon movie. Yeah, they have a lot to say, do, um, tell. Hmm. And maybe it could use a little editing, and maybe it was because I had already seen the first 35 minutes or so uh, oh, yeah. at Comic-Con. Yes, I did doze off slightly a few times. <laughs> um, not for long, but um, I was just tired. Uh, it's official. My house is now on the market. <laughs> so uh, nice. we were... We were uh, the last day or two we were doing when we weren't going to the movies we were getting last minute touches done here and there um so uh but anyways the spider verse uh first uh, the first 35 minutes or so is the story of miles morales and seeing the movie now versus what they showed us in October. Um, this 
you know, when we saw it in October, they needed a, it needed another pass or two. I mean, it was pretty good looking, but wow, this thing just pops off the goddamn screen. Um, my wife wanted to see it this week because we wanted to see it on the IMAX or XD format, not on the not uh, on the smaller screen. And I'm not sure this movie was formatted for IMAX or anything, uh, or you know, the big big screen. Mm-hmm. Um. there'd be some blurriness from time to time uh i want to call them pixels uh but Mm -hmm. you you could almost um but i guess it would just be the textures and the thing they could use everything sort of had triangle scales to it and you could see them Hmm. and i don't know if it was just that it was um and i'll if my nephews want to go see it, I would go see it again. Um, you know, I don't know if it was just that uh, the IMAX format, uh, it, it wasn't uh, optimized for IMAX. So, uh, you know, every once in a while it's like, gee, were we supposed to get 3D glasses with this one? Because <laughs> You don't think that was like a stylistic choice then, no? So, some of it, yes. Some of it, no. Hmm. They, they, um, and there is this movie uh, gushes style. Um, in terms, of, I mean, there's multiple animation um, styles within the movie, and it uh, switches from one to to another seamlessly. Some is CGI, some is straight up animation, some is a okay. mix, some hmm. is. Uh, you know, almost stop animation. You know, it's just um, all over the place with uh, nods and, uh, well, we'll just call it nods to various animation styles. Um, it is it is visually stunning. I'm glad I didn't see it in 3D. I think I would have had a seizure. Um, I mean, there is that much going on uh, for a lot of the movie. The action sequences are just absolutely mind-blowing. In terms of... It's called... I mean, it's called the Spider-Verse. This is multiple versions of Spider-Man. None of which are the 616 version of Spider-Man. Um, but the story centers on Miles Morales. So, uh, just, and like I said, the, the first 35 minutes is his origin story, uh, introducing his character, then things go weird and, um, more Spider-Men start popping up. And then they have to, uh, you know, put the band together and then defeat the big bad. Thanks. And uh, I, yeah, I'm trying to be as vague as possible. I don't know how much of it uh, is out in uh, th- that people have seen, or I, I mean, I haven't even seen a trailer. So you know, like I've seen a I've seen a bunch of trailers, right? Okay. And like I think they've 
done a good job of keeping stuff secret from this movie because I don't know who the bad guy is in the movie at all. Okay. I yeah. wouldn't even have a clue. Not right. even one single clue. Because all they showed in the trailers was like the spider man getting together and then swinging about and doing Spider-Man-y things. Um, I have no clue who the bad guy is in the movie or what other characters in the movie apart from Spider-Man's. Oh. So they did a really good job of the trailers. Yeah, I mean, and the cast, beyond the the Spider-Men you see, I don't think there's any others. I think they kept it to four or five Spider-Men. Yeah. You know, and then it's his family and a couple of other people and the villain, multiple villains. Hmm. And I'll leave it at that. Um, Yeah. You know, uh, I've seen from... People over on All Games that they're calling this the best Spider-Man movie of all time. Hmm. You know, I can't disagree with that. I really did enjoy this one and <laughs> was really blow. I mean, the animation and, you know, this is another technical achievement. This movie uh, should win Animated Movie of the Year, uh, the Oscar for Animated Mo- Movie of the Year. Hands down. I've seen Ralph Rex the Internet. Um, I've probably seen a couple other animated this year. Um, this movie is beyond anything I have ever seen uh, from an animated movie. Thanks. And just a PSA, there is an after credits scene at the very end of the credits that you do want to stay for. Okay. So, because, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I always mean to look before, you know, before the movie starts, but there I am when the credits are scrolling on Google saying, is there any after credit scenes? Um, hmm. But yes, there is one, and it's all right. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it, spoil that too, because that was a bit of a, oh, cool type thing. Yeah. But uh yeah. Um I would I would definitely definitely go see Spider uh into the Spider-Verse. They don't dumb it down. Uh I think that needs to be made very clear. This is a somewhat dark Spider-Man tale. Um it can be, you know, certainly there are lighthearted moments and there's enough there that you should keep that should keep the younger kids entertained and uh paying attention uh, but there there's definitely enough to keep the adults attention too because it is uh, a well told story fantastic voice acting and like i said uh just some of the most incredible animation you will ever see nice so Highest recommendations on uh, Spider. Actually, on both. I definitely would go see both. So, Spider-Man and Aquaman. All right. We have any news this week? Um, just a couple of tidbits. Um, Doctor Strange Two is officially a go at Marvel now. Um, Scott Derrickson is uh back on board to direct the movie. He's the guy that uh, did the first movie as well, so mm-hmm. makes sense that he's coming back to the sequel. So that um, looks like it's going to be out in twenty twenty one, May twenty twenty one. Okay. 
Cool. <laughs> Obviously, Benedict Cumberbatch is coming back, and uh, Wong is coming back too. And they say anything about Mordo yet? They have not mentioned if Mordo is coming back or not yet. Um, apparently, Rachel McAdams is also likely to return. Mm-hmm. It was uh, I forget what her name was, but she was kind of his love interest in the movie. Didn't they kind of make her the night nurse, the official night nurse? I mean, it was kind of like set up that way, but they never really said <laughs> either way like what what the deal was with that. She certainly helped him anyway, but she didn't help anyone else. And we also got the release date for the, well, the release window for The Punisher, season two. Um, it was, like, really talked about that it was going to come out this year, like I had thought, but uh, it's coming out in January now. I thought that was always the time. See, I, I always thought that they, they'd said that it was coming out this year, but don't know. But anyway, it's coming out in January, but they didn't. They just said January and didn't say an actual date, so it could come any time in January. Um, I found out some interesting stuff about the uh, the whole Disney, Netflix, and uh, the Disney Plus sort of stuff. Okay. Um, so basically, Netflix's deal with uh, with Marvel means that they well, they basically had a a clause in the contract that means that. Those characters are not allowed to appear um, in any other like television movie format for two years after the show's end. So, like Daredevil, for example, is cancelled now. So mm-hmm. that would be 2018 to 2020. So Marvel can't do anything else with Daredevil in terms of a live action thing, or a, probably not like a cartoon thing either. And for the uh, Two more years, so 2020 would be the first time we'd be able to see Daredevil do something else. Same with, obviously, uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist and presumably Jessica Jones from next year, if that does get cancelled, which I imagine it would do. Uh, The Punisher is slightly different because it wasn't part of the original original Defenders deal. So, like, it's not tied in to those. Mm -hmm. So, Netflix might actually keep The Punisher on. Maybe. Depends what happens with uh, season two, I think. Yeah. But yeah, or looks like Jessica Jones is done as well. They, they might just want to be, you know, fuck, uh, fuck Marvel. I would say so as well. You know, like, screw uh, you, pol- we're done, we're... You know. They'll be waiting until after Jessica Jones season three and uh, season three, yeah, Jessica Jones season three and Punisher season two come out and and whatnot because people, I think you would see less people watching them if they came out and said, "Oh, these shows are cancelled." By the way, like before they yep. actually put the show out, so oh, um, so I would fully expect uh, well, one hundred percent Jessica Jones is is dead. I I would basically. Guarantee that at this point. And Punisher, I would say, is probably 90% dead as well. I would say they're all gone. Yeah, I I would think so. But you you never know. Um, But, uh, yeah, so two years after for those two shows, not sure about the Punisher, what it would be. I would guess probably the same-ish sort of time frame. Um, So, yeah, 2020 before we would see something happen within the MCU with those characters. Which is a shame because, I mean, by that time... Those uh, the actors that play those characters will have moved on to other things. So you're looking at 
probably recasting everybody at that point. Yeah, you never know. People may be willing to come back. Maybe. I mean, a lot can happen in two years. Like, yeah. I mean, you could see, like, you could see, uh, what's his name, Charlie Cox, get a, land a huge movie role, become a huge movie star, and then never look back at TV ever. Oh, you, you, you never it know. It could <laughs> happen, and it could be he's doing erectile dysfunction commercials and needs the <laughs> money, you know? Yeah. So it could go either way for any of these people. Although, I mean, like, especially, I mean, he's a really good actor, so. I'm not saying he isn't. It's just uh, you never know uh, who's going to hit and who isn't. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, it is possible, though, that the, the, those, like, characters could come to Disney Plus at some point. Like, but not till 2020, 2021, that sort of time frame. Which is, you know, I'm not... I mean, I understand where you're coming from, and it's like, gee, that sucks, but, uh, A, I haven't even watched Daredevil yet. In fact, I was just talking to my wife saying, well, now that uh, the CW stuff is on hiatus, we got to get back to some of the other Netflix stuff. Um, yep. I actually want to watch uh, Sabrina, but um, <laughs> the... the uh, yeah, I want to finish, but I do want to finish Iron Fist, and we, ha you know, we have uh, Daredevil. And the thing is, 2020 isn't that long. You know, you let the service uh, establish itself. Uh, it makes them have to put out some new shows with different mm. characters. And we're see, you know, we're already seeing um, the benefit of that. You know, Loki's getting his own show, allegedly. Uh, Scarlet Witch is getting a show. There's rumors that there's a Scarlet Witch is a is a movie. Scarlet Witch that's, is a movie. Yeah, they've already they've already confirmed that that's that's a movie they're working on. Okay, and then hey, sorry, the... not Scar no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, it's Vision and the Scarlet Witch is the the TV show. Sorry, I, I was thinking of Black Widow. Black Widow's a movie. Okay, Black Widow's a movie. Yeah. Um, and Vision, if they do Vision and the Scarlet Witch, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. I, I I honestly think. Scarlet Witch needs somebody. I don't know if Scarlet Witch could do, uh, pull off a show on her own. Um, and uh, and then uh, Bucky and uh, Falcon are getting a show. A miniseries. Yeah, I, I really, I really like these concepts of these like pairings that they're yeah. putting together. Like, because it makes total sense for Vision and Scarlet Witch to be paired up together, and same mm -hmm. with uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon. And, and if Ant-Man and the Wasp wasn't already a movie, then I would say that that would be perfect for them. Yeah. So, I mean, we're so the first year, um, let's see, and, you know, cancel them now, so that way at least we have time to, you know, that way, you know, because the service hasn't even ramped up yet. So, you know, by the, you know, by the end of 2019 we have this service, we have a couple of shows. 2020 isn't that long away, really. You know, no, that's true. The service will probably be just a year old by then. Hmm. So, I don't think it's you know, and you know, we've gone two years in between seasons of uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones before. Yeah, that's true. I suppose. I mean, there's nothing to stop them actually filming the show. 
like next year and then putting it out in 2020. Like a new season. True. They could do that too. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, th- that would work for me. And like I said, it it gives this because Netflix didn't seem to be uh, pushing beyond uh, the four or five characters. Yeah, I mean, even the stuff they hinted at, like it wasn't it wasn't really anything. To be honest, they, they were minor characters within the universes of the characters that we were introduced to. They weren't like trying to build bigger things up, with the exception of the Punisher. That's Moon Knight, Moon Knight they, had me interested. Yeah, but they, they never ever did anything with that. No, they didn't do anything with that. They didn't do anything with the Master of Kung Fu, who is getting his own movie. That was announced. <laughs> Which may or may not be any good. I'm, you know... He w- character that I barely followed in the 70s and 80s. In the 80s, he barely existed. Um, and it's not that uh, I have any, uh, uh, you know, anything against the character. It's just that w- I wasn't hmm. into Kung Fu uh, and Asian characters back then. Yeah, the... the- What's his name? Uh, Shang Chi. Yeah. So he's getting a movie. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've maybe heard of him through Iron Fist, but I don't really know anything about this guy to be fair. Okay, so you even know less about him than I do. Yeah. Alright. Um, I, I know he actually made a couple of uh, he was he's actually been an avenger he might be an avenger currently hmm so well just shows that they, they they're taking anyone in the avengers these days but uh <laughs> yeah no he, i mean he they've used the, they've done a lot more with the character in the last 5 years than they did in the last 20 years with him um but, you know, like I said, uh, it wasn't a character that I know much about or ever really followed other than, uh, you know, maybe him showing up in Marvel Team-Up from time to time or something like that. Yeah, I've I've only seen him in a couple of Iron Fist books that I've read over the years. So. Cool. But, yeah, I mean... Change is good. Diversity is good. The Marvel mm-hmm. uh, uh, universe is ginormous. So, uh, you know, that that they're expanding and using different characters, they haven't fucked up yet, other than in humans. But um, other than that, <laughs> they, you know, they really haven't fucked anything up. No, even even all the other TV shows, they've all been at least good. Nothing's been bad, with the exception of the Inhumans. So, all right. Any other news? Nope. Uh, nope. Don't think so. All right, then we are going to do a double episode tonight because we are doing the season finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was two one-hour episodes back-to-back. 
Yeah, did, did they show them back to back originally? I can't remember. Yes. Because like it was funny when I was watching the second episode and it's giving you the previously. It's showing you stuff from the episode that I just watched. I was like, why they showed this? <laughs> oh, they didn't do that when they were doing uh, when they did the back to back thing. They just yeah. blended them together. But for syndication purposes and things like that, they they, they split them up. Hmm. Um. Okay. Here we go. Right, okay, so, yeah, so, first of all, was uh, Season 5, Episode 21 of Agency Shield, which was called The Force of Gravity. So, these were two really interesting episodes, mm-hmm. and I forgot about something that happened, like, at the end of the second episode, and oh my god. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so, this episode kicked off with uh, us back inside the this Atari machine thing. Um, we see Cassius, the the father of Cassius, whose name is Tarion. Um, he's got Daisy. He says they're somewhere like far away on the edge of space. Okay. Um, but back in the normal alien spaceship, Coulson tells the uh, Remorath leader that he, this guy is the villain of the month and that they'll take him down. And it, I don't know if you felt this right, but like this whole kind of beginning segment here felt very Star Warsy to me. Like it reminded me of like a bit in a Star Wars movie for some reason because the like the heroes are captured and they're obviously going to try to escape and the villains mm-hmm. like menacing oh, and yeah. there's some other shit going on at, like somewhere else. He's threatening to blow up a world. Yeah, he's threatening to blow shit up with missiles and like yeah, it, it felt very Star Wars the the whole the way this whole thing was done. Um, meanwhile, Fitz and Simmons uh, check out Jiang skeleton. <laughs> And they tried to work out how to use the centipede serum to deliver her healing DNA in a Coulson. Um, Fitz reckons that they can break the lo- the time loop by saving Coulson and not failing in doing so. So, like, Yo-Yo in the future told them that uh, it was them trying to save Coulson that eventually caused the Earth to break apart. So what if they didn't try? What if they actually managed to do it? Then that would break the time loop and stop the Earth from blowing up. Which is an interesting thought process, I suppose. Yeah, it works. I mean, at this point, uh, okay, they'll try so, okay, to break this time loop. You know, that, that, that's... Uh, okay, I, I got behind it. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned a couple of episodes ago that um, Davis has this amazing story. <laughs> That it keeps being hinted at, and the, they called it back here. Yep. And he he apparently had just finished telling this amazing fucking story to Deke, um, and Deke says it's the most incredible story that he's ever heard. <laughs> but sadly, we don't get to hear it. Like, what is this story? I need to know this story. But I wonder we don't know if they were it. planning. Hmm. Um. Maybe, uh, you know, they'll hint at it again this year and then do like uh, they did with the Yo-Yo, the five-minute uh, Yo-Yo series on Hulu, the where they did had the five-minute episodes. Maybe. Do you, th- do you think he's like this guy, Davis? Do you think he's like a, a Marvel character of some kind? I, we, we looked. 
Yeah, yeah, we, we did look, but obviously, they, I mean, yeah. they, if you look at look at what they've done with Talbot, you know, like yeah. they they made him into a Marvel character. So there's definitely precedent for them doing making people into heroes that they weren't originally. Maybe, maybe well, I don't think Talbot was intended to be Gravitron. <laughs> so Davis could well be some sort of hero somewhere, and I think they could they could pull that off. Yeah, maybe depending on what this amazing story is that. I need to know what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, sadly we don't get to hear the story at this point. Uh, the other dude that's with them, who's who they did name after he was killed, <laughs> um, was uh, Agent Kim. Um, so he's with them and he's talking to them and then Talbot arrives with two aliens and squishes this guy, Agent Kim, into a ball, as he does. Yep. And uh, Deacon Davis informed Mac about the about Talbot being on the ship. Um, Mac, meanwhile, sees the uh, devastation that's been caused by Thanos in New York on the news. And Talbot takes the uh, the Quinjet and heads back to Earth. Uh, he doesn't use any power though for it. He just like floats it sort of thing because he doesn't need the engines or anything. Like he just needs the ship so he can be able to breathe in space because the the ship is away out in kind of outer off the atmosphere just now yes yeah he, they're it's, out they're out in space i don't think it's outer earth atmosphere i think it's straight up space well you can see off from where yeah, they are okay. it's like and it's pretty big so they're in i would say they're in earth's orbit still okay like kind of kind of about like space station sort mm-hmm. of distance away yep um, so Max says that he uh, he wants to try to talk Talbot down though, okay. um, and Coulson and May kind of are they're um, imprisoned and they discuss Talbot, and uh, Coulson says that he feels responsible for what has happened to Talbot because obviously, like he was involved in a lot of stuff to do with Talbot and Talbot getting shot and things by the Daisy LMD and and stuff like that, and obviously Talbot was trying to trying not to break under Hydra's pressure and whilst shielded, the shield team was away off in space and he was just waiting for them to come and rescue um, and then it took them a long long time and he'd obviously eventually broken under that so yeah Colton feels very responsible for what happened to, to Talbot but yeah, they, and they kind of reminisce a little bit about, about Talbot and uh, first meeting him way back in season 2 it was Um but uh, Daisy says that things evolve and people change, and sometimes you can't save them, but you still have to try, which is which is an interesting sort of thought because that's kind of what they're trying to do with Coulson right now as well, try to save him. So Coulson looks for an escape from their from their cell by scanning the walls and things. Uh, meanwhile, though, Talbot is back down enough, and he's not going after the shield team right now. He is off to see Carl Creel in hospital. And he offers to help him silence the voices in his head, which is kind of menacing. <laughs> um, in the Atari machine, though, uh, Cassius wants Daisy to be his disciple, and she tries to use her powers on him, but they don't work, because right now she's actually basically asleep, passed out. Um, this this thing in the Atari machine that's happening, this is basically just in her head. Um, and we see her in real life and she's got this little kind of gizmo on her head and Kasai 
says that he needs to break her before she's brought to him because she's very, very powerful and she could hurt him. Chicken. Yeah, I kind of thought that as well. I'm like, okay, like, because I mean, he's obviously got some, he's not got powers per se, but he's obviously like a fighter and stuff like that. And we saw like Cassius, he was kind of cowardly ish fighter type dude. (laughs) So maybe his dad's kind of the same. He's like, okay, I need to like sort of break you a little bit first before we come face to face. Because she is the destroyer of worlds. Well, he doesn't know that. Um, so uh, Mac and Fitz are kind of on frosty terms right now, obviously after their kind of argument last week. But he, Mac basically tells Fitz and Simmons that they need to find a way to try to stop Talbot. Which they're... Because they're busy working on uh, trying to save Coulson, but Matt kind of tells them that, yeah, you need to like focus on trying to stop Talbot first. Because if you don't manage to do that, then like saving Coulson isn't going to make a difference anyway. And um, because like everyone's going to be like blown up and the world is going to crack, so they need to stop Talbot. Um, on the spaceship, Coulson is about to shut the door so he can make an escape. But uh, Deke just shows up at this point and then lets him out and he knocks out a guard. Uh, Talbot, though, down enough, he, like, like I said, he's gone to visit Carl Creel and he absorbs Absorbing Man. Yeah. <laughs> so that he can find more Gravitorium. He's, uh, so, uh, he's, um... A little addicted a to, to the gravitonium. He's a collector of people, is what yeah. Talbot is at this point. Yeah. He's, I mean, this is what like five people he's got in him because he's got he's got Quinn, he's got um, Franklin Hall, he's got himself, and he's got the alien dude that he absorbed in the last episode, mm-hmm. and now he's got Carl Creel as well. <laughs> but yeah, he basically wants to absorb absorbing man so that he can find more gravitonium essentially. Because he thinks he needs to power up more so that he can take on Thanos and become the most... And, and he puts it this way, he wants to become the most powerful being in the universe. Which, like, if that's not, like, uh, an example of megalomania, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same exact thing. <laughs> He's a megalomaniac. Yep. <laughs> which is different than a legomaniac. <laughs> yes. Um, so you then see Mac and Yo-Yo kind of talking, and they did quite a lot of this in this episode where they just kind of mentioned things that had happened like way back in like season one and two and three and things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like earlier on, like the, the Coulson had spoken about uh, meeting Talbot for the first time and things, and uh, Mac here mentions uh, Isabel Hartley being killed by Carl Creel, which happened in uh, season two, episode one. Um if you remember, that was the uh, the character that you called Zena's mom. Zena's mom. <laughs> yep. Zena's Ma- mom joins the cast for one episode. Because it it was so funny because they like in the trails for the season that they oh, build yeah. this big thing is like Zena coming in and stuff like. Oh, oh yeah. Z- I, I forget the actress's name, but like yeah, Zena's mom's going cool, and uh, the, and then they killed her off after one episode. <laughs> sort of like the Secret Warriors thing, you know. Yep, yep, but um, but yeah, I liked how they how they call back to this sort of stuff 
um, now and, and at least give it a, a mention type send off. Um, and this was obviously like before season six and seven were uh, were announced and confirmed. And and we've uh, I, I don't know if you've read the articles that the that the writers have done uh, and spoken to people about. Um, but they did say initially that they did have like a way to wrap everything all up in a neat bow and this mm. i think this was all kind of part of that and like they're obviously wrapping up the the gravitonium story and um, as well as like call, having all these callbacks to these things that happened earlier in the in the season it was, it oh, was yeah, really, this, like, this whole season was the farewell lap yeah because everybody thought it would be the end i mean they were even billing their uh, their last time at Comic Con as their last time at Comic Con. Yeah, and like the 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 next episode that we'll talk about shortly is is it was called the end. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean they they set it up to be able to finish it off and uh, but yeah, like I say, I, I like that they had all these callbacks to like stuff and and every time they mention something, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. And like like I'm watching through uh, season two we're on now and. Um, with uh, with the wee one, um, because she's now like like I mentioned before, she's now at the age where she can mm-hmm. get and appreciate the the finer points of Shield and how it ties into the the Marvel universe. And like uh, like uh, I was talking to her about Hydra earlier on today, and uh, and I was like, well, what if Coulson's Hydra? And she's like, Coulson would never be Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh, okay, <laughs> you you get this. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, Mac, uh, Mac had mentioned that about Isabel Hartley um, and that Carl Creel had killed her and that Mac eventually came to forgive him because he was under under the control of Hydra at that point, basically. And uh, yeah, he actually turned out to be like quite a nice guy, which is strange for like a, them to kind of twist a villain like that. Mm. And he kind of went a little bit backwards and forwards, <laughs> did Carl Creel, between like being a villain and being like, on the side of not really shield but on the side of uh of the government essentially yes he was a government agent yeah he was uh he was like talbot's bodyguard basically Mm -hmm. at one point and uh and he seemed to have like quite a close uh relationship with talbot and i think that's why he kind of agreed to uh join him (laughs) and then regretted that decision very quickly Yeah, but Mac, but Mac does say that if it does come to killing Talbot, which it might very well do, then he says that he should be the one who does it. Which, which I thought was strange because like Mac doesn't really have anything against Talbot per se, like apart from him no, killing. No, but just seeing. Oh, no, 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 well, that was Creel. So, I mean, but I mean, just the way that he absorbs the absorbing man. I mean, it it's it's creepy. It is creepy, yeah, for sure. I mean, it kind of reminded me of, like the venom sort of thing, where there's mm. like these tendrils come out of him and mm. go Vroom, and like suck him, <laughs> suck him in. It's very strange. Um, so uh, in the Atari machine, uh, Daisy tells Cassius about his uh, son's dying and uh, kind of tries to rile him up a little bit, and then she manages to sort of summon up the strength in the outer world to crack the little gizmo thing that's on her head, mm-hmm. uh, which lets her wake up and then take out the two guards, which are, which are carrying her. 
So no more Atari machine for now. No. Um, if Fitz and Simmons uh, discussed the centipede serum and how that was the the Shield team's first ever mission, and now they're using it to try to cure Coulson. So it seems like they've come kind of full circle. Um, they do theorise, however, that they could also use the centipede serum to deliver odium into Talbot's cells in order to kill him. Wh- which is an interesting idea. Because, I mean, the centipede serum, they could use it for both these things. Great, let's get some more. Um, Daisy then reunites with Coulson, Deke and May. And uh, they basically and they take out a couple of guys and then they plan to uh, sort out the missiles which are currently pointed at the lighthouse and River's End, which is the town that the lighthouse is in. Um, Yo-Yo tells Mac about uh, what Talbot said before he went into the machine, saying that he could, he could fix it all. And Mac kind of realises that he's trying to... He basically did this so that he could try to like save the world essentially from from what was going on, and that they they kind of realised that he's going to go and see his son. So we then see Talbot's wife, who is watching the news, which is all about the attack on New York from uh, Thanos's guns, and his uh, his son is playing with Lego. And and I had a good look at this Lego set because I thought it would have been really cool if it had been like a Marvel Lego set, like a Captain America Lego set or something like that. But it wasn't. It was just just a spaceship set. Not a Marvel one. So they missed an opportunity for a nice little Easter egg there. Yeah. Easter egg, cross marketing, you know. Yep. So it's obviously like one of the one of the uh Lego spaceship sets, but I wanted this to be a Marvel. Like, imagine they had like a, yeah. a Lego Milano set or yeah. something like that, or like that would. Be there cool. is a Milano. Oh. I I built it exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even like a Quinjet. Like that would. I think that would have been would have been awesome. They have um, a Quinjet set too. Yep. Yep. I have that one. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the uh, the phone rings and then the door goes at the same time, and uh, the kid answers the door, and Daddy's home, and he's a superhero now, like the Avengers. <laughs> Okay, and he kind of shows his uh, his son his powers by flying his Lego ship, and he tells him he can fly without a hammer or an iron suit, mm. and he wants to take his son for a flight to to show him what it's like. And his son is kind of like he seems receptive to this, and like he's happy that his dad's back, and he seems to be like talking normally and stuff like that again. He doesn't seem to be angry; he seems to be happy. Um, however, his wife kind of wants to chat to him on on their own for a minute first and she says that oh shield's already called and told her about the accident and talbot gets kind of mad at this shield interfering and uh, he smashes the uh, the lego ship by accident and it, it apologizes to his son for it but then he then he like kind of goes a bit dark i think where he like start he pushes his wife up against the wall mm-hmm. and this kind of scares his son a little bit so not so good. Daddy's a bit cray cray. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I think everything he's done kind of up to this point, I could see and agree with. Mm. Not unless I agree with, but I could see where he was going with it. But then once he starts like attacking his loved one, you're like, hmm, no, you've gone off the deep end. The, he has he. Ar- no, he hasn't got. He, no, he hasn't gotten to Chicago yet. All right, never mind. No, no, we'll get. We'll get yep. to that. Jeez, that was that was real deep. Um, 
So yeah, the uh, the Romora leader uh, then orders Daisy recaptured, and then the other ones, the other guys killed. Um, May kind of takes control of the shoot team, which is still on the alien spaceship, and sends Coulson and Daisy home. Um, but not before he gets his Captain America moment, uh, saving May with his uh, shield arm thing and kissing her to shut her up. <laughs> <laughs> So like a guy, a guy popped out and started shooting, uh, shooting at them, and he he pulls out the the shield. Did you um, applaud? I think I applauded the first time I, I saw I, that. I don't think I, I don't think I applauded, but I definitely had a I had a big smile on my face because I liked it, especially like because Daisy kind of shows up as this is happening, and she's yep. just like, all this guy's just standing there shooting at them, and she's just like has a, this big smile on her face. It was really funny. So she uh, she's like, okay, this is happening, and then she kind of takes the takes the guy out, and then calls calls in hot lips. <laughs> well, that's because he says uh, not a word, <laughs> or I don't want to <laughs> hear it. <laughs> and she's here, okay, hot lips. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Talbot uh, tells his wife that he'll only trust her again if she joins him. So he's trying to like absorb her as well. Um, but yeah, he's basically got some trust issues with her because she kind of helped Hydra brainwash him, mm. and well, obviously she's been talking to Shield. Uh, she was at gunpoint. To yeah, be fair. yeah. And like, she's trying to protect her son. There's people, there's like bad people in her house, mm-hmm. and you know, like they're they're causing her shit. So that she wants to get them out of her house as quick as possible. So I don't really blame her for that. No, I don't either. But uh, but yeah, he doesn't trust her because because of this. Um, and yeah, I can kind of see his point, but he shouldn't pin her up against a wall like this. Like the, you you sit down, and you discuss it. Like you don't you don't lash out like this. This is not good, not good behavior. Um, he he doesn't get to do anything else to her though because Mac and Yo Yo arrive at this point in cars as well as a couple of other shield red shots who we don't get named. Um. And Talbot kind of goes outside and then picks the cars up and then drops them. Uh, so the shield agents then all start to shoot at him, as you would. But the bullets don't do anything. He just kind of gets all the bullets at him and then floats them around them in a circle and then fires them back at them. <laughs> so bullets aren't going to work on this guy. There's no chance. No. And and these like a lot of these scenes with uh, with uh, Talbot as like Graviton, like mm. a lot of these things are moments that are straight out of the comic book. Because like I've seen this happen where like a bunch of people have shot him and he's just had the bullets all flying around him yep. and him like flying and floating yep. over cities and stuff like that on like a metal plate. Like this is all stuff that that I've seen in the, in the comic books before. So it's really cool that they've taken those direct influences and put them like on the on the small screen. Yeah, this and, is and the first character. we're oh, yeah. really seeing them do this ever with the show. Mm. Graviton is about the only character that, I mean, you can say Quake is taken directly out of the comic books. Yes, no. Um, but you're really seeing uh, Gra- Graviton act like his 616 counterpart. Yep, 100%. I mean, even like Ghost Rider, like. I mean that that Ghost Rider they they had in Shield like I'm not massively familiar with him but I don't recall seeing any like of the health is kind of like big moments recreated in Shield. They were pretty. I mean, it was only like eight. It was only eight issues. 
I remember reading mm. them, and they 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 had his story pretty. They did his story pretty well. Mm. Yeah, but but yeah, this graviton thing. Like I, I really like how they've taken like something straight out of the comic books and then stuck mm. it up there for us. Some and and like they've twisted it a little bit with like having him like have absorbing man and stuff like that inside him and mm. and all this. And I don't think that was how Graviton was in the comic books at all. Like I don't think he really went and no. brought people into him. He was just a guy and he had the powers and he mm. did his thing. Um so uh Deke and uh, and May take out the two alien goons on the ship who are guarding the missiles and Deke, Deke takes the navigation chart, which I don't think we ever got anything else out of. But he kind of opens up like a panel. And he's like, "Nope, this is the this is the navigation here. I'm going to take this with me." So he takes that away with him, and uh, and then he finds the missile targeting system and gets the coordinates, which basically they're going to use the coordinates to zip back home. Right. Because they've been they've been tasked with uh, basically stopping the missiles from. Uh, getting to the lighthouse and then getting back home um, so back at Talbot's house uh, Yo-Yo tries to run in and save Talbot's son but she can't get close enough and Talbot's son says to him that he doesn't think that he's a hero and Talbot basically tells him like to watch the news <laughs> because you'll, you'll see me become a hero or you'll see me be a hero which is kind of ominous and he then flies off to get more fuel in his tank as he says so he's away off in search of more gravitonium and Colson and Daisy get back to the Zephyr where uh, Davis is currently in a firefight with some aliens and they take them out with relative ease and then decide that it's time to go home um, on the alien ship, though, May inputs the coordinates into the teleporter gizmo thing and then ends up fighting the alien leader dude. Who I never quite caught this guy's name because they didn't mention it a couple of times, but um, he's the leader of the Remorath guys. Right. Yeah, I who, don't remember. Yeah, you well, it wasn't particularly memorable. Mm. I mean, this was not a bad fight, but Colson said that uh, May would be having the time of her life, though. <laughs> during this fight, which is funny. And so she kind of fights this guy off whilst uh, Deke finalises the coordinates. Um, but yeah, during the fight, the leader, uh, the Remoreth leader ends up um, at the missile launch panel and he is like, oh, you've you've just you've just killed all the people down at the lighthouse and things, so, and he launches the missiles. However, Deke knows the number zero. <laughs> So basically, they changed the target destination for the missiles to zero, which would be back where they came from. So the missiles basically fire out of the ship and then start to head straight back towards the ship. And whilst that is happening, May and Deke teleport out using the teleport egismo thing and uh, back to the lighthouse, which was the original target for the missiles. And we find out that Mac and Yo-Yo have got back as well. And we see Coulson is uh, bleeding really badly and then passes out. So back at the lighthouse, Simmons kind of lays it all on the table for them and tells them that Coulson has kind of stabilized, but he's fading fast. And they uh, they say that, oh, we can use the 
the centipede serum to save Coulson. And then if we get more centipede serum, then we can also use that to uh, to use the odium to take down Talbot. But there's no more centipede serum, so they basically have a choice to make. They can either save Coulson or save the world by killing Talbot, which is an impossible choice. Like that's very hard. So save Coulson or save the world. That's a tough one. <laughs> um, and then the after credits, we see Talbot and his alien goons have uh, Robin and her mum. Robin's the uh, the little girl who can draw the future. Um, so they they have Tal- they have uh, Robin and her mum, and they are basically headed off to find Thanos essentially, but are going to uh, get more gravitonium first so that he's powerful enough to be able to take on Thanos, which is a bit of a crazy idea, but okay. Um, and she tell uh, Talbot basically asks her if uh, in her vision she saw him tear the earth apart and bring something up from the ground, and she reveals that she did. And uh, basically, he wants to try to convince her to tell him where that was that she saw that. Right. Uh, that was the end of that episode. So we've got them in an interesting spot where they need to decide whether or not to. Save Coulson or save the world. <laughs> yeah. Good cliffhanger. Yep. Although, I mean, they didn't really need the cliffhanger because <laughs> no. the episode was coming right afterwards. But okay. It, it puts them in an interesting spot, like going into the, the final episode. Puts them in an interesting spot going into the commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> Did, um, I suppose it means you would come back after the commercial break for sure. Um, did you did you want to say anything about that episode, like on its own, like any of the fight scenes or anything like that in it? No, I think we do them both together. Yeah, cool. That's fine. Um, so yeah, season five, episode twenty-two, the finale of uh, season five, which was called the end, and and it could have been the finale for the entire like run, but it wasn't because we've got two more seasons. But so, we didn't know that. I think, or we found we out that, that time, day. No. I think mm. maybe we found out that day. I mean, it was. We either found out yeah. the the day that uh, it it aired, or uh, yeah, we did because they said Shield will be back uh, the summer of two thousand nineteen. Yeah. So um, yeah, the start of this episode, Coulson is basically stable, but not in a good way, and uh, they obviously have to make this decision to whether or not to, whether to save Coulson or. Uh, or save the world. Um, Davis, Deke, and Piper kind of stay out of the way of this because they none of those guys have known Coulson for as long as like the core team. So, meanwhile, Daisy, Yo-Yo, Mac, May, Fitz, and Simmons argue about what to do with the with the serum. Um, and Yo-Yo just like zips in and takes the, the centipede serum um, and basically is refusing to let them use it to save Coulson. Um, Mac is the voice of reason in amongst this, however, and he says that hope holds them together, and uh, she never gives up. Uh, so they should they should vote on what to do. However, May takes <laughs> May takes the matters into her own hands and smashes the odium. So that takes that option off the table. So, well, they might as well just save Colson at this point because they can't use the odium. It's an interesting power struggle. And one that's been building. 
Yeah, definitely. It's kind of the power struggle between Yo-Yo and, and Daisy almost. Where Yo-Yo's been all along like, yep, let Coulson die, let Coulson die, let Coulson die. Because that's what her future self like told mm. her that it should happen for them to be able to like save the world essentially. But yeah, so uh, Fitz and Simmons will prepare the remedy, but and everyone else should prepare for the end of the world. Yeah, which is ominous indeed. Mm. Um, Talbot asks uh, Robin to help him save the world, though by. Uh, pointing out the gravitonium to him, essentially. And he says, oh, he's not going to kill her because she's just a kid. But he takes her mum away from her <laughs> to try to make her uh, help him, essentially. And then we get an interesting scene between Yo-Yo and Mac, where Yo-Yo tells Mac that he's going to die. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, everyone dies. And then they will have to answer for what they've done. And Yo-Yo says that she's not afraid of God. Which, do you think that that was her saying like she's afraid of Talbot? Because I wasn't quite sure. I don't. I don't know if I'd go that far. But uh, you know, she she thinks she she thinks she's in the right, and she can. Uh, if God called her on the carpet, she'd be able to justify her actions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that's probably more what she meant. Yeah. You're probably right. Um, so yeah, that we then see in probably the darkest turn that this show's taken in a long time, um, we see Talbot flying an alien ship. So I, I didn't know where this, first of all, I don't know where this ship came from, because we just saw, like, at the end of the last episode, the alien ship that the Remora mm. guys were on, that ship got blown up. Like, it was in pieces. It got blown up True. by those missiles. So where did this ship come from? Mm. <laughs> A second ship, I'm like, I'm like okay, like, because uh, we only saw one alien ship as far mm. as I can remember. Uh, now, like, feel free to tweet at us and tell us if there was a second ship shown anywhere, but I don't think there was. I think we only ever saw one alien ship, and here's just this other second, almost identical alien ship just appeared from whatever. Um, but yeah, so this must be some different ship that's come from somewhere. Um. And Talbot flies this into a city. Like, he's not powering it in any way, so he's just controlling it with gravity. Um, and he crashes it, basically, into a bunch of buildings in a city. Now, I wasn't sure what city this was in at first, but it turns out that it was in Chicago. Yes. So he crashes this ship into a bunch of buildings in Chicago. And this has done major, major damage to, like, some huge big skyscrapers and stuff like that. So... Like, I mean, people talk about, like, the ending of, like, Man of Steel and, like, how many people that Superman inadvertently killed by, like, smashing Zod through uh, a bunch of buildings. Now, it's the same situation here. Like, there's massive collateral damage being done here. Talbot has killed hundreds, if not thousands of people by, like, crashing this ship into these buildings. Like, 100%. He's killed hundreds of people, which is a very dark turn for a, a bad guy in S.H.I.E.L.D. to do like this. Well, and, you know, he he's still spouting that he's a hero. Yeah. And, just, you know, and so you're going to park your giant spaceship on top, you know, on top of a bunch of skyscrapers. There's a fucking river right there. We could see yep. it. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> or he could like go and land it in a park nearby or something like that. Or like he could have perched it on top of a couple of the buildings. I'm quite sure, and that that would have only just caused like minor damage to some aerials and things like that. And but he just crashes it straight into like a bunch yeah. of the buildings. I'm like, pff, okay, he doesn't give a fuck about any of these people. Like he you, you've gone... just lost hero status. Yes, he's gone completely off the rails, like batshit crazy. Like he does not care about the little people anymore at all. He's only focused on getting this power so that he can become the ultimate being of the universe mm. and fight off Thanos. Which is he's he's a full blown Lego maniac. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we then see Yo-Yo going to see Coulson, and Coulson tells her that he would have taken her side during the argument. Um. In regards to uh, whether they should uh, save Coulson or save the world, he's he's very adamant that he would have said, "Yep, save the world. Like, don't worry about me. Don't save me." And he's that's kind of the position that he's taken all along. To be fair, is like, I don't want to be saved. Just leave it alone. Um, but the shoot team has got against his wishes with that in every respect. Um, but yeah, basically he he didn't want and him and Yo-Yo both didn't want him to bet everything on Coulson. Um, meanwhile, we see Deke kind of getting the lighthouse set up for the possible end of the world. Uh, and he's been kind of squirreling away Earth stuff in his room. So he's got like a whole bunch of, of stuff like Twinkies and a whole load of books and things. Um, but he does say that he wants to leave basically to go and see Earth one last time because he spent like basically his entire life cooped up in the lighthouse wanting to like looking after Earth things essentially. Um, and he does say that if the time loop is broken, then he's probably just going to blink out of existence. True. Which I think is interesting, and we'll come, we'll circle mm. back to that at the end. I think. Um, so yeah, we see uh, Talbot is in Chicago, and the Shield team heads to intercept him. Um, Coulson tells Simmons to let nature take its course with him, so that he doesn't end up like. Garrett and carving symbols and such again. Again, nice little callbacks to like season one. Yeah. And uh, me and Coulson kind of have have a talk, have the talk. <laughs> and she says, "Well, it's up to you whether whether or not you want to take this uh, serum, but like I'm still around and I'm still here. And like if you want to get with me, essentially, like you need to be alive. So you decide. What do you want to do? Do you want to like be with me or not?" That's kind of the way she sort of puts it to him. So yeah, over in over in Chicago, Talbot has obviously killed a whole bunch of people with his crashing the ship into the buildings, and so the the people of Chicago are running away, terrified from him. And he kind of like floats down to uh, to Earth on top of a a taxi, um, and all these people are running about, and there's absolute pandemonium because there's bits of building falling off, and the big spaceship like just perched on top of a couple of buildings like all right kind of half inside them and he, he then like pulls up this huge column of rock out of the ground and takes like a tiny bit of gravitonium from it like maybe like a thimble's worth <laughs> oh tiny, tiny i think there's a little more in that but yeah well maybe we'll call a, qu- a quart a, a liter maybe yeah maybe like a pint or a half mm. pint or something like that <laughs> Um, and uh, 
And yeah, but it's funny when it like as after he takes this guy, he's holding him out of it, he just like lets go of the rock and it just like falls down on yep. the ground and obviously probably kills somebody and definitely does a lot of damage to whatever's there because it's huge. Mm. Like it's multiple stories high, this column of rock that he lifts up. Oh, you're going down to the Earth's core, so yeah, it's miles. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh Daisy then back on the uh, back at the shield base uh, tells Yo-Yo and the rest of the team that Yo-Yo was right and Daisy shouldn't lead, and she kind of gives a wee, wee bit of a speech and says that basically Max should lead because he's the moral center and he's a general that they can all rally behind, and uh, everyone agrees to this, even Coulson who is now up and about and seemingly has taken the the serum because he seems okay mm-hmm. at this point. <laughs> Um, and I thought this was a really interesting kind of like changing of the guard here because Colson's like, yeah, I agree, Max should lead, and then I'd, like Max just kind of standing there, and like because Colson's there, you're kind of like looking at Colson for what they should do next, and Colson just turns to Mac and goes, oh, like what should we do next? <laughs> and I thought that was that was a really cool like moment of him kind of like passing the baton on to Mac. Torch. Yeah, and uh, and Max just like. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna save lives. So we do. So uh, we then see like Mac basically like leading, not not see him, but we see we uh, he kind of starts to assemble the the team together and basically he calls everybody in Chicago nearby and tells them to evacuate and uh, tells like the police and that not to engage Talbot um, and they take the shield uh, plane down and start to like clear people out essentially of uh, of downtown Chicago uh, whilst that's going on some of the shield team starts to clear some of the damaged buildings and they, they find Robin uh, just below where the alien spaceship is person like inside or on top of a building or two buildings um, and Mac then goes in search of Robin's mum Polly inside the ship because she's still mm. kicking about in there and he's got his shotgun axe of course as he does and like the second I saw him with the shotgun axe, like going into this like one man mission, I'm like I was really worried for Mac because he's just like in terms of seeing him get out of this episode alive, because they've just given him like this big moment here, and they they're giving him like a hero moment here as well, straight mm-hmm. after it. I'm like, oh, he's not making it out of this. He's going to save this person, and then he's going to die. And uh, I, I don't I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. <laughs> And I believe, you know, they had teased us that somebody was going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, and they said worlds are going to change and nothing will ever be the same and stuff like that. And to be fair, they did not disappoint with that, but we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, Coulson, it turns out, though, didn't take the serum after all. And he can basically barely stand up whilst uh, he's talking to Daisy. And he does say that Daisy's the only one that can defeat Talbot. And she should uh, appeal to his good nature. And then if not, uh, beat his ass senseless. (laughs) And Daisy tells him to go back and take the serum. So she then goes off to fight Talbot. And we basically see the scene that we saw in the future of her shouting back as she exits the Quinjet, which people had always used as like the evidence of her like coming out of the Quinjet and then going into downtown. Uh, I, I don't know if they ever said Chicago before, but anyway, but going into downtown Chicago and then shortly after that, big quake on the Richter scale, and then the Earth cracked apart. 
So, are we about to see the Earth crack apart? Is the worrying thing? It because uh, actually in the previously on Shield scenes that they showed, um, they actually said this is the last footage anybody had of had of Quake, and it was her exiting the Quinjet, and then yep. so. Uh, as you know, they didn't know where she went. All they know is she left Shield, mm. and then some. And uh, shortly thereafter, there was a giant quake. Yep. So yeah, um, so it looks like the things that we saw in the future are just coming true, and everything that we've seen so far has all stuff that's happened um, and that we knew about anyway um, has all come true like Yo-Yo's arms and then like this thing with the Quinjet here mm-hmm. and you're getting to see that actually happening in, in like the real time and you, it gets a bit worrying <laughs> um, so meanwhile Mac finds uh, Polly trapped on the ship and uh, Fitch returns to me and Robin and uh, sees her uh, pen drawing on the earth I don't, I don't know if you noticed this but like the earth uh, that Talbot had got her to point to where the gravitonium was, um, that's uh, she's like called in half of the earth and it's all blacked out. Yes, I did see <laughs> which that. Is, yeah, which I thought was a really cool nod because obviously she's like she didn't have any paper to draw in, but she had a pen and she's just like she's drawing the future onto the globe, which yep. I thought was a really cool yep. little nod and uh, de- definitely a, a nice bit of attention to detail that they didn't really need to do. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, she's uh, <laughs> Fitz. Kind of is like, oh, where's uh, where's Mac? And uh, they tell him they they tell him obviously that he's went into the the ship to rescue uh, to rescue Polly. And he's like, neither of them were around in the future. And they kind of realize like, oh shit, like maybe this would be the moment where they would die. So they decided they need to go and try and help them out. Um, Talbot meanwhile tries to raise more gravitonium. But uh, Daisy that run kind of runs in and uh, she sort of quake spears him, which was mm. really cool. Like she she sort of fires her quake power out behind her and then like spears him down. A kind of a giant know, like quake a... fart. <laughs> no, no, I, I, it kind of reminded me of, like an American football type tackle. That would be well, what we called a spear, wouldn't it? Uh, okay, yeah, she she launches herself at him. Yeah, and she kind of smashes him into like the side of a bus, which mm. it was really cool. Um, and uh, she she basically tells this is her try to like reason with him, and she tells him that well he's becoming the enemy by killing innocent people, like he's just done by crashing a bloody spaceship into all those buildings. Um, <laughs> and he tries to kind of reason with him, and go like, oh, it's collateral damage in the war. Like, well, the war is gonna end up being against you right now because you're the one that's causing all the problems. Like, you need to stop. And she kind of tries to like ask him to team up with her. Um, but yeah, meanwhile, uh, Fitz and May go to help Mac and Polly, and they take out uh, two of the uh, the two aliens which Talbot had left on the ship to guard it. And when Davis gets back to the lighthouse on the uh, the Quinjet. Uh, Coulson has has passed out, obviously because he didn't take the serum. He's now in a really really bad way, mm-hmm. and he should have stayed in bed. And uh, Daisy, uh, so Daisy tells Talbot that he he basically became a hero the minute that he signed up for all of this. Like he doesn't need he doesn't need to be doing all this to try to 
become a hero because he is already a hero. And she tells them that they, well, they should join forces together um, to try and... Like, I, I would I would assume she means to try and stop what's going on in, in New York at that point. Um, but yeah, he's not buying it because Hale and Coulson both gave him the same speech before Hale brainwashed him and obviously before Coulson kind of twisted him around in circles a little bit. And I mean, Coulson never really like betrayed him or anything like that. He just didn't really tell him the full truth ever about things. He well, and Talbot's kind of twisting things. Yeah, I think his mind's become a little bit warped. And obviously, yep. like the thing is, in in his head right now, you need to remember that he has Franklin Hall in his head, mm-hmm. who hates Coulson, <laughs> and Ian Quinn, who also does not like Coulson. So. He's got those people kicking around in his head, like feeding him, like going, "Yeah, Coulson, this is a this is a bad guy. We don't like him." So he's they're obviously highlighting to him the bad things about Coulson rather than like the positive relationship that they did have before. So, but yeah, Talbot does agree that they should join forces, and he decides that they should he should fly them away, way up into the air, and then sort of like. I don't know what you would call it, but sort of drive Daisy back at the ground. Pile drive. Um, pile drive, yeah, that, yeah, that's probably right. Um, so pile drives are kind of back into the ground, which causes a massive kind of like shake. Not an earthquake, but like a big kind of... Uh, not an explosion. Yeah, a tremor, yeah. yeah. Um, and it ends up with a big crater as well. Um, so... Back at the lighthouse, Davis tells Simmons that Coulson didn't take the serum and Yo-Yo starts doing CPR on him. And in the building, caused by this kind of tremor, uh, Fitz gets hit by some some rubble as he's coming out of the uh, the plane. Oh, the not the plane, the, uh, the alien ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talbot plans to take uh, Daisy's power and he puts out the, the gravitonium feels. But just just as this is happening, we see that Simmons back in the lighthouse discovers that the serum that Coulson was supposed to take is not in the box. So where is the box? Uh, where is the where is the serum at this point? Who's got it? Don't know. Um, and we see Robin and her mum like going down a set of stairs, and Robin says, "Oh, something's different." So this is seemingly the moment where they break the time loop mm-hmm. um, because Robin has not foreseen this outcome so uh, Daisy we then see Daisy uh, pulling out the uh, the serum out of her glove and she uses it on herself just as uh, Talbot is trying to envelop her in his like I don't know his gravitonium goo <laughs> absorb her absorb her into his gravitonium conglomerate <laughs> which uh, which was kind of a cool scene and but uh, i mean the centipede serum like if we remember back to what it did way back when it was mike peterson mm. like it kind of and, and if, even if you think back to like because it was based on the stuff that happened in iron man 3 as well remember and she kind of like goes like like that she kind of like goes all fiery for a second and like no. blows the uh, blows the sort of like gravitonium stuff off of her, and then is able to to fight again. Um, 
But I thought it was I thought it was a bit strange because I thought they'd planned to use this thing on on Talbot, but they never put the odium in it, so it wouldn't have killed him. So, but it didn't kill Daisy either when they used the centipede on her. Because anytime we saw it, like in Iron Man three, when the people exploded, apart from the uh, the fake man, the this uh, what's his name, uh, the character guy Richie played. Wasn't it the fake? Okay, Richie guy, guy Pierce. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the fake Mandarin because mm. he was the television actor guy Trevor. Um, it was uh, the head of AIM. I, for, I forget what his name is. Ald- Aldrich Kelly. And there we go. Um, him. He, like, he exploded and was able to like reconstitute essentially. So like, but that was all and all entrenched with the centipede stuff and like back in season one they had all this stuff going on as well. So, but yeah, so Daisy doesn't like explode. She just kind of ramps up for a minute and shakes this stuff off of her, and and then comes back to it. But maybe that's because of her powers and because she's got like the GH twenty three thing in her from way back when as well. And she has her mom's, and and they've altered it with her mom's genes too. Yeah, her mom's so, DNA. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because they did. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, so that's what it is. It's the it's the mom's genes that's made a difference. Cool. Okay, cool. That that makes more sense to me now. So yeah, she managed. Mom's to shake that ge- mom genes saved the world. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she managed to shake that off, and Talbot's like, "No, nah, I'm still gonna like take your power. You know, I'm just gonna beat you up first. But um. But Daisy just quakes him <laughs> and quakes him so hard that he flies into space. <laughs> Which is, I mean, like we've never seen her do anything of this magnitude before. Like, I mean, that's a powerful, powerful uh, shot that she's taken mm. on him there. Like, wow. She's quaked a man from the off into space. Like, that takes an incredible amount of force to do. Like, put anything in space like takes an incredible amount of force and effort so wow she has has powered up here for sure and that, that i wonder if this the effects of that centipede serum are permanent that's what season six is for yeah um but yeah so he ends up uh he ends up floating in space frozen and the ground kind of cracks a little bit as well underneath underneath daisy and like when i saw that i was like oh like, is that just going to continue? But it, it didn't. It stopped there and it was just a, a small crack. I mean, the other can cope with a small crack, just not a giant, giant big one. But yeah, so meanwhile, um, Mac finds Fitz underneath the, the rubble that he got pinned under. Um, and Fitz reckons that his leg is broken because he can't feel it. But they kind of take some more of the rubble off him and they see that he's actually been impaled through the stomach with a sheet of metal. And and he's just kind of going, oh, my leg's broken. Oh, I can't feel it. And like kind of passing out and in and out of consciousness and stuff. And uh, yeah, Fitz uh, and Mac and May kind of realize like what's going on here. And mm-hmm. he's in a real, real bad way and there's not really anything they can do for him. So Mac just kind of is like holding his hand and Fitz ends up dying whilst holding Mac's hand, which was incredibly heartbreaking, and I'd completely forgotten about this moment, and it was very upsetting. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. <laughs> Even the second time when you knew it was coming, I was like, oh, man. 
And it just yeah. shows, once again, it just shows Ian DeCaster's acting chops. Mm-hmm. So th- this is this is probably, I think it's the second TV, death of a TV character that has, like, genuinely upset me. Like, I, I t- tend to with, like, movies and TV shows, mm-hmm. like, I don't tend to get, like, upset or too, like, emotionally attached to things, but... Wow, this was a, this was a tough one. Uh, I, I I'm not ashamed to admit that I I had a real tear even tonight watching this again because <laughs> like I say I'd forgotten about this. Mm. I'd obviously obliterated this painful memory from my mind, <laughs> and then watching this again, I was like, oh fuck, Fitz is dead. <laughs> that was very very upsetting. And the other one, incidentally, was uh, the and spoilers for a uh, twenty four if you've. Never seen that. I think it was season three or something. There's a character called Edgar who dies in a very horrible way, and that's the only only other time that I've uh, been moved so much by a, a character death. Um, but yeah, oh, that was a uh, really rough that, and I did not expect like Fitz to be the one that died, especially after like they give Mac this like big heroic moment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Mac's gonna get his heroic moment, and then he's gonna be he's gonna be killed off, and like because Mac's not one of the original. Uh, shield team, whereas Fitz is. I I didn't in a million years think they would kill Fitz because I I I loved his character arc this season and what they did with him last season as well. Like it's it's been brilliant. Um, and it, I was really upset when this happened. And uh, I I really feel like I've gone through the ringer again today watching this again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, Coulson, we find out is kind of stabilized. Um, but we see that Mac has to tell Simmons about Fitz dying. And watching Simmons pack up all her and Fitz's stuff, like putting their photos into like a suitcase and stuff like that, that was also very, very sad for me. Um, and we see, I kinda, it's kind of a montage here where they tried to wrap up a few things. So like Daisy burns all Robin's old drawings because like a lot of the stuff now, it won't ever come true. It's not going to happen. And May smashes that white rock thing, which was, I, if I remember rightly, that was one of the things that they used kind of to teleport into the future. Okay, yeah, I was wondering what the hell that was. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. I believe you remember how some, Simmons got sucked into the uh, that stone before. Okay, yep. I believe it was something similar to that, and it was the last piece of like whatever rock it was, the teleporty rock thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's so she was smashing that to draw a line in this, and like we're not going to the future anymore. We're not going to like other worlds or dimensions. Like stuff all that. We're gonna break this rock and and no more of this. And we see them, uh, the shield team, putting up this uh, remembrance plaque, and then uh, having a toast. Um, as a as a celebration, not a funeral. Which I mean, all of this was really sad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, they've got this plaque to remember Fitz by, and then they're having like uh, a celebration of his life and all this sort of stuff. Um, and Coulson kind of gives a bit of a speech and says that, oh, they're all heroes because they sign up to lose each other and to get close to good people and then have them taken away. And uh, they 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 kind of have a, like a bit of a a thing with everybody and. Simmons gives Coulson the uh, the postcard that Fitz sent, and remember that. Now you, this is a, this is a tricky one because it took me a minute to realise what was going on again, even watching on a second time. So remember that Fitz right now is 
floating somewhere in space. Yep. Asleep. <laughs> so, if you recall back to uh, before Fitz came into the future, he launched himself into space with the help of uh, that bald dude, whose name I can't recall, um, with his help, and then came back years and years later to come to the rescue of the of the shield team in the future. So but right now that fits is still floating about in space somewhere because he did that and then came back in time from the future. <laughs> so he is still around somewhere. Yes, it, he's actually living uh the the fits from the past is alive in the present as he was sleeping for the future. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a mind fuck, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> saying it to myself, saying, what the fuck am I saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so that's why they're not too somber about it, because they know that Fitz is out there somewhere, and they, will, they know that they can go find him, hopefully, and then bring him back. Um, so yeah, the future Fitz... Future Fitz that came back from the past has died, <laughs> but the past Fitz who's remained in the past is still alive. Wow, <laughs> that's uh, that, yeah. that that is a yeah that and and I think that that this is a thread that they've left for the next season, and that I assume that this is what we're going to be doing in the next season, going to find Fitz, um, which will be, I think, interesting in itself <laughs> when you wake him up and go. By the way, you 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 succeeded in your mission, you broke the time loop. And then you came back from the future and died, but you're still here. <laughs> oh, and you're married. Oh, my God. And, and yeah, you're married now. Oh, yeah, because maybe they'll get married again. <laughs> and and is, he, is he the same fits? Like, because he's not been through that experience. Like, oh, how how is he different? Like, yeah, well, that's going to be really interesting to see how that pans out. Um, so, yeah, the plaque, it turns out, though, is actually for Colson. Mm-hmm. Um, is a, a remembrance plaque for Coulson because yeah, Coulson's leaving, um, and it says on the this plaque that he died for Shield a couple of times. <laughs> I think he, I think we're at three or four now at this point because he's died twice in this season where his heart stopped and they brought him back, and then obviously he died at the uh, okay. he died during the the battle in New York. Mm-hmm. So I think that's three times total. Maybe, All right, if maybe you're counting, there's probably another one in there. All right, if you're yeah, if you're counting uh, the heart attacks, all right, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he says, uh, "Heals to us who who's like us, damn few." Um, and he he kind of has a bit of a hug and like says goodbye to everybody, and he tells them that he's chucking his phone in the ocean, so Mac's not going to be able to phone him for advice. <laughs> and he says he's left a letter for Daisy in her bunk. But he said basically all it says is that he's proud of her. I don't think it does. I think it says something else completely different um, that's going to give them a new mission. Um, but he's gonna next season's MacGuffin? Well, maybe not the MacGuffin, but it's, gonna be, it's a plot thread of some kind that I think they'll come back to. Um, and basically, we it's revealed that he's only got a few days left at most. Um so we see Coulson putting his sunglasses back on, which is the first time we've seen him have these in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and May go to the beach. And he says, oh, it's pretty magical. So clearly they're in, they're in Tahiti. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I thought they confirmed that that's where they were, but okay. They never actually said Tahiti, but like, like it's mm. clearly they're in Tahiti. Um, and we see like Daisy's got this like the little uh, head knocker Hulu yep. skirt girl, like which is again like a callback to season one, and uh, making a says goes and oh like uh, what have you got left to do like on your bucket list. Like, you want to go parasailing? Like, yeah, okay, let's go parasailing. And I think that's a euphemism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is uh, amusing. For bumping uglies. Hey. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the SHIELD team at this point, like, and in fact, I'll come back to that thing. So uh, Daisy then asks Director Mac where to first. So Mac's now the director of SHIELD, essentially, having taken over from Coulson, who took over from Fury. Um, and there was no after credits on this, like no after credit scene, which I thought was strange. But no, they don't do that at the se- season finales. They've done it before. Oh yeah, you're have. right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Actually, yeah, that's when we I'm first sure saw like, Space Coulson. Yeah, and I'm sure they did it for season one as well when we saw him like r- like scribbling the stuff for the first time. The r- no, no, maybe not. No, the season before was uh, Rogue Quake. Yeah, real quick when she went up, yeah, yeah, and she had the purple hair and stuff, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, they didn't have one this time. Obviously, like they were on the bubble, they weren't sure if they were getting cancelled or not, so they probably didn't want to tease too much. But I mean, they set up enough here that there's definitely a plot thread for them to go on with. Um, but yeah, so the Shield team basically now consists, and we get a shot of them like all together, um, with Coulson and May now gone, um, and Fitz obviously in space frozen slash dead slightly and uh yeah so the shoot team at this point now consists of uh daisy simmons mac yo-yo piper and davis so like piper and davis are are very much included in that which i think is good because like these are characters that they've had in the show for years at this point Mm -hmm. so they should be getting a little bit more like screen time and stuff and doing things like they can be the like the shield agents to help them out and like they've been doing that this season and and i've i've liked how they've like brought these characters in and given them like a little bit more depth and stuff like having piper like go through that whole betrayal thing and then having davis like with this mysterious story that we don't know anything about that is apparently the greatest story ever told <laughs> and like i want to know what that is like i need to know um and that that's really intriguing to me, and like I want to know more about these characters mm. and like what like where they came from and uh, and what they can do with the, with the team and see how they see how they develop them. Um, one person missing from that though is Deke. Where oh, Deke? He said he was going off, and that she she probably she, he said goodbye to Daisy like, and he said I'm leaving. He goes. You he probably did. won't well, see me, and yeah, we don't know. We don't know his status. Yep, he did say goodbye to Daisy, but we didn't see him leave, and we also didn't see him blink out of existence. So that's like, which uh, did he blink out of existence for what? <laughs> and and did he leave? And or just did he leave and go away to go on an adventure? We don't know. The uh, um. So like I I I really did like this episode. Like what what did you think of these two these two episodes overall? Um I thought it was bitter. I mean, it was a rough ending. I mean, um just and I don't mean, you know, badly acted or anything like that. It was just like 
At the time, we weren't even sure the show was coming back. Mm. Uh, you killed Fitz. You, you yeah, that that was a gut punch and a half. Like. And you know, Coulson was w- walking off into the sunset uh, and was expected to die within days. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So, and you know. I just don't, you know, so if, I assume by the time they aired it, because I think they filmed two different endings, um, they knew that they were coming back. Do you think if it was the series finale and they weren't coming back, do they kill Coulson? And it goes on. Oh no! Well, oh, I mean, no. I suppose in the past he was a cat. The Marvels in the past, so it wouldn't have affected that. Um, yeah, I think they. Why would they have included Coulson? Not sure. Um, I'm gonna say no. I think there's. I think there's more to this stuff with Coulson. Like, I, uh, I, I there's gonna so. be time travelishness going on here somewhere with Coulson, and he's he's not gonna die. Like I don't see him dying, but I think that the with the other ending, I think they probably killed off more of the characters. Mm-hmm. Like like Mac, for example, I reckon Mac died. I reckon probably, yeah, Fitz, Simmons, Mac, me, probably all died. Hmm. I'd be like that would be my guess. I mean, you would just have Coulson and Daisy. And and I would say Yo-Yo would have died as well. All right. Um, but getting back to getting back to your yeah. question, um, there was a lot I liked. I like there was a lot I liked in the second half. I think than the first. Mm-hmm. You know, like the ship parking the ship on the city of Chicago. Um, that was just. <laughs> Just a bizarre scene. Um, yep. <laughs> there's there's some great lines. Um, there uh, fr- from everybody, you know, and Robin all of a sudden saying, "Hold it, something's different now." Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was uh, interesting. Um, you know, it was a, it was a hard episode to watch because. We didn't know if it was coming back, and is this the end of Shield? And um, even watching it now, uh, the way they were wrapping things up still pissed me off. You know, this is the end. You know, <laughs> yeah. th- these are characters that we've uh, grown to love over five years, and this is may be their last mission. I'm going to say that uh, gra- they, other than the fact that they made Talbot Graviton, they got Graviton 100% right. He looked like Graviton. He sounded mm-hmm. like uh, Graviton. He became a Lego maniac like Graviton. <laughs> um, it, all, you know, it all worked. It was like, yes, this is the first... A uh, true character 
that other than making him Talbot, uh, that they got pretty much right. Uh, they do a good job with Daisy too. I mean, we, uh, but I'm not as familiar. With, I probably know less about Daisy than I do Graviton. Hmm. And there's probably less to know about Graviton than there is Daisy because he's only appeared, <laughs> you know, maybe a half dozen times, ten times. Um, yeah. The so um, the way the battle ended, I thought that was great. Uh, do you have plot lines there? Yes. How does the how does uh, the centipede serum affect Daisy long term? Uh, can Graviton come back? I mean, he's frozen in space. Like, I think the the, the bad thing about that is because he absorbed all those other people. Like, Absorber Man's gone. Like, and I would have liked to see Absorber Man kick around in the universe and like connect with shield from time to time and Absolutely. yeah he's just he's dead like they, he's, they've 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 killed him off they well they squandered another great character which they do in this yeah. show all the time um i think it was fair to to like kill off graviton i think they they did a real good story arc with him and like it was long reaching and uh and i think uh it added to the the gravitas of this kind of like final season, mm-hmm. and like have it being like a big big showdown because it's something that they've been building towards for five full seasons with like the graviton stuff being introduced in season one, and then Talbot coming in, in season two, and then him eventually through through a series of random events and crazy things happening, eventually getting to the point where he became graviton. Which is kind of crazy when you think of all the things that happened to him that led him to take that decision to step into that machine. Mm-hmm. Oh no! I, I, I um, it was a great story arc. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, hey, technically, he could come back. Somebody could defrost him. You know, yeah. um, so, something could happen there. Uh, do I want to see him back? Probably not. Um, I mean, it could just be that the Talbot body is dead, and what's kicking around inside the gravitonium, mm-hmm. like the, the say the gravitonium, might still be alive or conscious in some way. So maybe it could reconstitute itself later on down the line as like a, another version of Absorbing Man, mm-hmm. which I'd be fine with. Um, you know, you have now you have the search for Fitz's uh, spaceship going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, there are story arcs and hopefully, uh, we've seen a subtle change in the cast, you know, with Davis and what's her name? Um, Piper. Piper. Um, you know, so far they're not, you know, they're barely characters, but do they have something to build on there? Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, as long as, you know, you need May, I think you need Mac, and I think you need Daisy. And I would have, I, I would argue that you needed Fitz and Simmons. Um, hmm. Just the chemistry. Uh, beyond... And, and I would have said that Fitz is the more interesting out of the two of them. Like, even if Fitz is on his own, he's more interesting than Simmons. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, because we've we've seen Fitz's, uh, you know, Fitz secret agent Fitz. Mm -hmm. We saw bumbling agent Fitz in season one with the prosciutto. Um, (laughs) So we there's, um, you know, so yeah, he he's the more interesting of the two, Um, but you know it. If the show ended, would I have been satisfied? I'm not sure I would have. So the the thing that would have made me unsatisfied about it really is the fact that they teased and teased the uh, like Thanos being on Earth here mm. in this in this episode, in both of these episodes, and in the last episode where uh, Talbot says, "I'm going to fight Thanos." Like, he literally name-drops Thanos, says, I'm going to go and help the Avengers to fight Thanos. Like, he says that, mm-hmm. and he never does it. And he goes to try to do it and ends up, like, causing other problems. And But we never get the status on, like, what happened with Thanos. Because assuming, like, see, as S.H.I.E.L.D. team is doing this, like, Coulson Memorial stuff, like, is the Thanos threat gone by this point? Has the snap already happened? Like... What? Where is this set in the timeline? It doesn't make sense because if 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 there's still a threat of like stuff happening um on Earth right now, then shoot team shouldn't be sitting around having a having a celebration. They should be like immediately flying off to go and help in the fight or help save people and things. Like so, I'm confused about where this fits in the timeline. Like the only place I could I could think that it would fit, and even even this is like kind of a stretch because they should still go and help out the people that were uh, displaced and hurt and things by the that attack on New York, and um, that it must be between the time of the ship leaving New York with Spider Man and Iron Man on it, and the time when the snap occurs. So in that like very very small window of that's got to be hours because they you know. Like, somebody should, I mean, because somebody should have been snapped off the team. Yep. And and I think that would have been, like, after they found out that, like, uh, she was getting renewed, they should have 100%, like, filmed an after-credit scene where somebody got snapped out. And and that would, and I think that would have been, would have been great and tied it all in nicely. But well, the fact that they teased it all, like, oh, we're going to fight Thanos, blah, 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 and then they never did it. Okay, fair enough. But, it didn't. They mentioned things, but they never tied it. Like they needed to tie it to give it that like rock, and that bugged me. Well, I think, I think Talbot was slowly going mad. Mm-hmm. You know, his intention was to go fight Thanos. Yep. But then, uh, you know, like a heroin addict. He needed he needed more juice. He needed more gravitonium. He needed the gravitonium to fight Thanos. So to save, well, the, he did. He's, the, he wasn't powerful know, enough at that point to take on Thanos. So, and so you know, in his Lego maniac mind, I I, I, I like that one. Um, <laughs> the uh, you know he had before he could fight Thanos, he had to power up. 
So him doing, uh, so what we are, he was stopped in his quest to be able to go toe to toe with Thanos. And that's why we never got to, uh, to, uh, see Thanos because we stopped him before we stopped him before he got that powerful and at that point he was a known threat uh to the planet versus Thanos I mean obviously a ship in New York is not a good thing but uh they knew where uh Graviton's uh plan what what graviton's plans uh, resulted in which was the earth being split apart mm. so yeah. um you know th- they had to take care of that first and then yeah maybe cuz we don't know the how how many days how much time passes in infinity war is it something that no. takes place over Days, weeks, hours, you know, um, I got to, you know, I'm going back to watch it uh, within the next few weeks when we do Infinity War. Mm. Um, But um, in the meantime. We can definitely, we'll try to work that out when we're watching it. I think, like, I'll try and work out, like, how long it, how long a time period it takes over um, and how that might tie into S.H.I.E.L.D. But yeah, I was disappointed no one got snapped out because, like, it was the thing that I was waiting for. And cause after seeing Infinity War, you're like, "Holy shit!" Like, like half of the universe has been snapped out. Like, oh, how, what does that mean for like the Shield team, the Defenders, Daredevil, like all this? Like, who who's getting snapped? Who's going to stay alive? Because even if the those main characters don't, like, what about all of their like friends? Cause some of the some of the people in that world have to be snapped out. There's no way of not doing it because Half of the people in the universe are are gone. They're dust. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's the one thing that they missed, like with with this, because I, I did enjoy the the ties to Infinity War outside of that, like they they mentioning like Thanos and like there was stuff going on and things, and it's the one thing that, that they missed out on that they should have done, is snap someone out. Didn't need to be more than one. Just one person would have would have done fine. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And like they, they have to tackle it next season. There's no way of them not doing that. So, do you, who do you think gets snapped out? And and do you think it happens at the beginning of the season? By the time Shield premieres, uh, Endgame will have already been out. Yep. I am going to say something that pisses you off and nobody's been snapped out from the team. There's no way. They can't they can't do it. They might be snapped out and be back by then. Like Maybe. if uh, the events of Endgame have managed to reverse whatever ha- like uh, the the snap, then they might have been snapped out and then uh, brought back, but I, I think that Shield has to do the snap in the show. 
because they didn't do it here. I think they they have to they have to do it like in some way, shape, or form. So they have to have that as right. a story beat. I'll, I'll I'll give you a name. Hmm. Colson. Yep, I, I totally agree, and I think that what happens is he gets snapped out, and he's about to die, and when he comes back after after Endgame, then he's fixed. Yeah. Yep. And that's how they save him. Do I agree with it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, mm. I also think that it would be it would be really cool if they snapped his dick out of existence and then brought him back because he did say that like that he mm. might just poof out of existence and like that could very well happen and then just bring him back all of a sudden like in this time period. <laughs> and I think that like he has been confirmed to be returning. Like the the actor Jeff Ward, so he is going to be back. Yeah, and I can. Uh, here's the thing. Hmm. Uh, and I'm 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 kind of thinking this through as I talk to you here. Um, hmm. I was thinking about this earlier. Is it the same Deke uh, that we know uh, that? Uh, comes back next year because uh, now he now he would be the son of past Fitz. I mean, granted, <laughs> okay. same genes, but uh, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have grown up in the lighthouse. Oh yeah, you're right. So where does he where does he come from then? I mean, well, he comes from Simmons, but um, (laughs) (laughs) that was just too easy. Um, The, but so is he the weird, awkward kid from the future with questionable social skills? Who gives lemons to people? Yes. Or is he a player? Um, so I, you know, I just kind of, is he, you know, and you know how I feel about, uh, time, uh, time travel shit. And this, this is why, because it's a fucking disaster. It gets complicated and very confusing to follow. Because technically the version of Deke that we know doesn't exist. Nope. But because he's already been brought into the universe, then does that make him exist here in this time? And even if he gets snapped out, would he would he come back as the exact same person? Well, I mean, if you really want to go deep into the <laughs> like, weeds, geez. this entire season never happened because if uh, they prevented the Earth from cracking, then the people in the future wouldn't come back to get the team and and kidnap them into the into the future for them to go back and change the future. <laughs> yeah. So this is our offshoot timeline. Jeez. <laughs> I, I really hope my office doesn't listen to this episode because... You know, I just just listening to us talk, it's like, okay, uh, Chip, can you piss in this cup for us? Um, <laughs> do you know? Do you know what's? Do you know what's funny, right? There's, a, I don't know if you've ever watched it, but there's a, a sci-fi show 
um, a British one called Red Dwarf. I've heard of it. So, and it's like a comedy sci-fi show, and they have like a, a thing where they have a time travel thing, and the the main character Lister he tries to explain this to a a camera. So like he's filming a video of him explaining uh, how the their future selves couldn't come back in time to kill themselves because they killed themselves in the past and the future and the present and things like that. Yeah, exactly. And basically, basically what you just said. Yeah. So, and and then like every time he tries to explain this, the camera blows up. <laughs> well, my head's about to explode. Yeah. There, there's probably like <laughs> iPods and uh, streaming devices right now. Uh, just starting to overheat and and about to explode. Um, so, so if we've killed your iPhone or your iPod or your uh, Android phone or or other device, then uh, please contact Marvel because they wrote the story, not us. <laughs> Sue Jeff Loeb. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. So, uh, it'll be my biggest. The thing I am looking forward to is who's on the team when they come back. Mm-hmm. Is Coulson dead? Is Coulson really dead? Mm. Because, like, you know, either, you know, something happens within the last few days um, or he's a victim slash... Uh, beneficiary of the snap and the unsnap in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think is the most likely outcome for this. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the easy way out, but it's also the cleanest way out. Yeah. Um so, you know, I'm not I, I mean, and I'm not faulting them because Hey, you have a built-in plot device that uh, connects you to the cinematic universe that you guys keep ignoring uh, that never happened (laughs) uh, or that you're not part of. Um, So, yeah, I... hmm, It'll be interesting. Um, And I think that's got to be the character that uh, gets snapped. Now, does somebody else get snapped and come back as well? Maybe. And I honestly, at the end of the day, I just didn't like Deke. Eh, I mean, he was okay. Like, he is coming back, though, so yeah. you're going to have to put up more of him. I think that he reminded you a little bit of Lincoln, except kind of more whiny, annoying version of Lincoln. That's saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind him. He was okay. Like uh, I, I would prefer. I, I don't think we really needed to have him in the in the show after they came back though from the future. So and the, that yeah. was the thing that pissed me off about this like first half of the season is that like it didn't really take place because it happened in a future timeline which now didn't happen. <laughs> they they've erased. Um, and that was kind of what annoyed me. Like it was last season when they were in the framework that all this stuff happened, but it didn't really happen. It just happened in their head. Like, I'd rather the actual things happen in the actual world, which in the second half of this season, they they did, and they got to fight like a big, big final, big bad. Um, and 
I liked how they kind of they ramped it up, especially like in the last episode, because it felt big. It felt like Shield was saving the world, and they did, I thought they did a great job of that. Some of this CG, though, very questionable in in this episode, with especially with the uh, the absorbing like graviton powers. Mm. That CG was was not great. Mm. I didn't mind it. Um. <laughs> All right, uh, one last thing, and then we'll wrap this up. Mm. Does uh, w- w- the show ends with them saying, "Okay, director, uh, okay, Mac, where are we off to?" And the ship taking off. Ass- we are assuming they're going to space to find uh, to find Fitz. Yep. Does Shield become Sword? Oh, I never thought that. I think that very much depends on whether or not S.W.O.R.D. is created slash mentioned or whatever in Captain Marvel. If it is in Captain Marvel, then S.H.I.E.L.D. cannot become S.W.O.R.D. Mm. Unless there's more time travel wackiness going on. <laughs> and they somehow retcon into being that, that they started off S.W.O.R.D. in the past, future, present tense. <laughs> Well, they have a spaceship. They might actually have multiple spaceships. I, we don't know if they got any of the alien ships as well. Um, mm. But, you know, they, uh, Daisy thanks Coulson for the spaceship at the end. Yeah, because the the, the ship is enabled for space yeah. travel. Remember, remember they put the Graviton drive in? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. So I thought that's what we was thanking him for. So, uh, are they going to have space adventures? More space adventures. <laughs> um, I I think that the what happens in episode one and uh, it's Clark Gregg directing the first episode of uh, of the new season. So I don't imagine Coulson's in it. Like I would guess that he was entirely behind the camera. But the first episode is called Missing Pieces. So you would assume that that's them either trying to search for fits or trying to put things back together after the snap. And, and I think it's probably the latter. Um, so I, I reckon how, the, how it starts is they are going, they, they're like, okay, right, let's go and save fits. The New York stuff seems to be under control. The Avengers are away fighting Thanos. We don't seem to be able to do anything about that or fighting whoever. Um, so let's go and try and do what we can do here and we'll go to try to save Fitz. Um, and they go to start to do that and then the snap happens. Somebody gets taken out and then they obviously realise that the snap has happened across everywhere and they go down to Earth to try to to deal with some of the problems because there's going to be like the snap is um is a huge and awesome plot device that they can use for many things like they obviously use the battle of new york to have many jumping off points in the universe like in daredevil with the uh, kingpin rising to power and stuff like that and and in shield as well um with like colson dying and then the whole like shield team coming together um but they can use the snap in like really interesting ways so like think about say guys flying a plane get snapped out of existence the plane is going to be on a collision course with whatever it's going to crash so 
can the Shield team like see this and go and step in and save people? Absolutely. So they've got all these kind of like little things in that small time space where they can step in and help people. So I think like as soon as that would happen, that would be, then become their priority is to like to try and save as many people as they can on Earth. Mm. And the Fitz, the Fitz uh, rescue mission gets delayed because he's just frozen in space. He's going to stay there for yeah. however many years. Like he's not, they're not in any rush to to go and save him. Like they they can come back to that later. Yeah. All right. You have any more thoughts on it? Um, no. Um, like like I said, uh, second half of the season very strong. First half of the season was n- not as good, but uh, in- enjoyed it overall. And uh, I want to have to see what happens with this with the snap. <laughs> yeah. Like they need to they need to do it. All right. Ah uh, shit! I forgot to check. We got any tweets this week? No tweets this week. Okay. All right, uh, Andy, when you're not trying to uh, absorb uh, Gravitonium, where can people find you? <laughs> uh, you can find me trying to absorb Ali every Tuesday on 40 to level 1. Um, we broadcast live on allgames.com, 4.30 Eastern, one thirty Pacific, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time, and we talk everything, TV shows, movies, and mainly video games. And uh, you can find all our episodes on Stitcher iTunes as well as allgames.com. And uh, you'll also be able to find me guesting on a few special episodes over the, uh, the holiday break on uh, Gaming History 101's feed, where um, myself and Fred and a few others are talking about various different things in gaming from this year. Not Game of the Year, but it was basically a year in review of uh, the different uh, of the three big companies and some of the games that have come out this year, and some industry insider stuff as well. So there's, uh, I think, five episodes total going to be going up between uh, Christmas and New Year. So keep an eye out for those in the Gaming History 101 feed. All right. And you can find me Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, on allgames.com doing the B-Team podcast with Ryan and Fred, uh, where we discuss video games, movies, TV, and some tech from time to time. Like we said uh, at the beginning of the show, we are doing episode 500 this Tuesday night. Uh, Andy's going to be hopefully uh, calling in. A couple other people may be uh, stopping by as well. Come join us for the 500 festivities. Um, And, yes, thank thank you for download or streaming this episode. We are on iTunes and Stitcher. All right, uh, I don't care what type of uh, gravitonium drive they have put in, uh, replaced the engine with. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. <laughs>